Welcome to Everyday with Denise, where you will hear everyday stories of radical obedience to a faithful God. I have the awesome privilege to hear amazing stories of what God is doing all over the world and right here in Tulsa. I wanted a way to share these stories. I wanted others to hear what I hear and to have the opportunity to get involved, to be on mission, to make a difference every day. I'm your host, Denise Lopez. I'm ready if you are. Let's get started. For the past few weeks, we have heard three unbelievable God stories. Rhonda, Shante, and Eileen are all here together to share how God took these three unlikely friends and is using them to change the prison system in Oklahoma and, quite honestly, all of eternity. I can't tell you how much I love these three ladies, and I am so thankful I get to share them with you today. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we have um, Eileen, Rhonda, and Shantae, the trio um, of amazing women, and that are, that God is using honestly to transform the face of Oklahoma and Oklahoma moms. I'll just say that. Um, so the last few weeks we've gotten to hear everybody's individual story, but really your, your stories are are three individual stories, but of one of one thing. Um, and that is being on mission for God, whatever that looks like. And um, so thanks for being here again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And um, one thing that I noticed that as we've been talking the last few weeks is just the sovereignty of God. And I think like um, all of y'all kept saying, well, this wasn't supposed to happen and that wasn't supposed to happen. So all three of you take a minute and just tell us how um, the sovereignty of God just overtook the situation um, to get you kind of all three where you were together and accomplishing his goals. Okay. You know, what comes immediately to my mind is what Rhonda and I think about and talk about all the time is when she and I met in prison that first day and we're sitting at that table together and we were talking about our kids and a boat and how we were going to spend our weekend when she got out. We'd take her kids out on the lake for the day and wouldn't that be fun? And that was our plan. We thought, yeah, we'll continue this relationship and that's the the goal. Yeah. We're going to introduce our kids to each other. They're about the same age and we're going to have a fun day on the lake. We'll have a fun day on the lake. And <laughs> obviously we days. have no idea, you know, that God had a much bigger plan, yeah. obviously. And so with all that we've shared over the last few weeks and then some things we haven't shared, Ron and I were laughing the other day just about her relationship even with the governor. And I said, yeah. do you think we were thinking about you sitting on the stage of the inauguration back when we were sitting at that table talking about our plans at the lake that day? You know, who, yeah. who could have ever dreamt that up but God? But God, he did, yeah. And so... There's so many things, but from my perspective, that's one I'll share about his sovereignty. Right, because Rhonda has just been asked. Um, will you tell him what you, what the governor's asked you to do? Well, because of the governor elected and our, my conversation, he has chosen to make criminal justice reform one of his top missions. Yeah, in one of his during his term top priorities, and that's and and Rhonda because he was campaigning in Claremore and somehow came by Shebrews, yes. got to meet you and hear about what you're doing and how you are 
you're helping to transform a prison life outside of prison so that they don't go back. And that is a, that's such a huge need in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is number one in incarcerated women in the nation, in the world. Like, how do we get that? How do we get that mark? For 28 years. And so we're going to do something about that. And so he's put you on, um, on kind of notice mm -hmm. that we're going to, that he wants we're gonna to change that. We're going to change that. I love that. Um, so how I have either Shante or you, Rhonda, seen just the sovereignty of God. Like it wasn't, this wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Well, when I was being sentenced to prison, I was sentenced to 10 years in prison. But. For drug. For drugs. Okay. But my judge said, if you'll get into prison and do a 12-month drug program, we'll release your time to, to probation. But you have to complete a 12-month drug program, whether it takes you one year or 10 years. You're not walking out of prison till you complete a 12-month drug program. Okay, that sounds fair. I'm thinking that's easy. And so, but what happens is they send me to the wrong prison. So <laughs> I get to the maximum security prison that doesn't have a drug program. And I tell the case manager, oh, you're messed up. I'm in the wrong prison. He's like, sure you are, lady. He said, there's nothing in this, uh, there is nothing in my paperwork that says anything about what you're telling me. You're going to do 3,350 days here. Ten period. years. And I'm like, that's not correct. And he said, it is correct. Now you can leave my office. So I left his office with a heavy heart. Mm. But I thought, well, if I could praise God for having, thinking my time was short. I'm going to have to still praise him, even though my time is going to be long. But how did this happen? Hmm. Then I get, so I'm there, I get checked. You're at Mabel Bassett, which you should be in a... I should be in a prison that has a drug program. Okay. And I'm at the maximum security prison that has 350 women there, and most of them are in there for murder. And I am in there for a drug charge. You're like... I'm in the wrong Excuse place. Me. <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. Right. And so, but then I get chosen to go on the Kairos weekend, and I meet Eileen, and then the weekend ends, and then they tell me, you're in the wrong prison. Get on the bus. We're going to move you. So I know Eileen's coming back the following Saturday, but I don't get to see her again because now I'm being moved. Wow. But when I'm being moved, Shantae and I, even though we've been friends on the yard a little bit, she's moving with me. We wow. get to the new prison. They make us take a drug test. My drug test looks like I have heroin in my system. And I don't. I've just finished the Kairos weekend. I'm high on Jesus. Right. You're wrong. <laughs> and they said, no, we're right. And Shantae jumps up in their face and says, you're all a bunch of liars. She doesn't do drugs. I sell drugs on this yard. I know who does drugs, and it's not her. And you're messing with the wrong girl. So they sent Shantae and I both to a boot camp program, oh. which is where we really became closer friends because now we have to wear these stupid yellow shirts <laughs> and march around the yard like you talking about standing out like, like a sort daffy of, duck. Um, yes. <laughs> and that's where our friendship bonded. The, the Lord just bonded y'all over daffy duck shirts. Well, and then we got in trouble, and we went to lock. <laughs> so we got locked down inside the prison, in the prison's jail, for six weeks. Mm. 
Okay. Yes. None of that should have happened. Anything that I just told you that should <laughs> but not it have happened. You know, um, so one of my favorite books is The Gospel Comes with the House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. And she says in there, God never gets the address wrong. Mm. And I love that because you know what? You shouldn't have been there, but you should have been because God never gets the address wrong. He doesn't ever get the prison wrong. He just, he gets you where you need to be, where he needs you to be. Mm-hmm. So he, he had you where he wanted you to be. So then uh, Shantae has always told me to, always told me hello for the last, I feel like <laughs> I have known all of you all, but I, Shantae for all my life. <laughs> just the, you know, I love her and love what you poured into her, Rhonda. What Eileen, what you did for Rhonda, Rhonda's done for Shantae. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a transformation. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, how have you seen, Shantae, God's sovereignty in getting you to where you are right now with okay. him and with his house? Well, so I told you I was praying like three days before Rhonda comes back into the prison as a volunteer with Kairos. Okay. And no woman, I'd never seen another person come back into um, the prison. And right, that they didn't said come back that, in as yes, a, in, an, and an that inmate. day they said that before she, when she was coming back in, she wasn't going to get to come back in because um, they weren't going to let her come back in that day. But I don't know what happened, but a volunteer did not get, another volunteer did not get to come in. And I had been praying, what is it going to look like me being a Christian on the outside? How am I supposed to make it once I leave here? I need you to show me, Lord. Yes. And so I was just, like I said, I was just sitting on my bunk pondering that. And then like three days later, she comes on the yard and God was answering my question. He was like, this is how you're going to make it. And that was the one thing she said to me mm. at my parole hearing. You're going to make it. Wow. Eileen, <laughs> uh, you told, you've told me a story before about you went in um, and volunteered for the Kairos weekend. And that's how you met Rhonda. <laughs> and then when you went back again to volunteer, Rhonda was your leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And Rhonda helped me with some of this. So I went in as a volunteer in 2001, met Rhonda as an inmate, and we formed a friendship. After she got out, we became friends, mentored her. She felt like she wanted to go back into the prison, but it was almost an impossible task, right, Rhonda? It was. I was turned down three times by the prison. But on the third time, the girls in the prison heard that I was on the outside and they started praying. Mm. And a volunteer cannot show up. So they were going to have to reduce the amount of women they were going to serve if the prison did not let me in. And they decided to let me in. And so Rhonda (laughs) went through all of the training. I mean, how much training, Rhonda? It was years of different goals that she had to meet to become the leader of the weekend that I initially met her in. Okay. So I think that's so hard when you're listening. So it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And a couple weeks later, it was years that you worked to prove yourself really yeah. to get to go in as the, as a volunteer, but as the leader. Right. Probably about six years. Yeah. Wow. 
So Rhonda just continued to pursue that dream and went through, met all the requirements, met all the training, did all the training. And like Shantae said in her piece, she hadn't seen Rhonda in all those years. She Uh didn't know what was going on. So Rhonda was training to come back in as a leader. She was pursuing her, his house dream. She was doing all these things. And now has the, now the time has come for her to go back in to serve these women but as the leader of the entire weekend. So the story I told Denise was, here we are walking up to the gate and for the very first day of the weekend, and there's 40-some volunteers, and Rhonda's leading the way, and we're following her, and she's coming up to the gate, and all these women have lined the fence, and they're yelling her name and waving and jumping up and down. And I'm watching this thinking, Lord, you have brought this full circle. Mm -hmm. And the hope that you are instilling in these hearts right now is just mind-blowing. And they're just applauding. Yes. And And cheering. cheering. (laughs) Here comes Rhonda. And what did you tell me? And I said, here comes hope. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you, people need hope. Yeah. (laughs) They need hope, whether they are an angry, tough, rough (laughs) lady that's getting in solitary confinement every time she turns around. You wanted hope. Yes. And Rhonda wanted hope. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And today, in our advocacy with the governor and our state, we are bringing such hope to the prison because in the military, they say... Don't leave a man behind. Yeah. Go back and get him. And God has said in my heart, go get him. Go get him. <laughs> go get him. So it's like, okay, part the Red Sea and we'll go get him. He'll make a way. And I believe yes. that. Yes, um, he will. He does. We're going to, and I really, really, I love this story, but more than anything, like, I don't want just people to go, Oh, that's awesome. I love that story. And they got to pull over and wipe their nose or crows are crying while they're driving and listening to this because it's awesome. But I honestly, I want people to rise up and to come alongside you and to help. And it's like, you guys, we can do something. And I, you know, I like I have said, I want ladies to get off their yoga mat and get off their Bible study chair which both of those are fantastic things, and can, but and to do something, get involved in ministry, come alongside and help you because you need that. Like I do, I need help. And listen, just like Eileen, you know, I mean, we all want to get behind you, and and bring hope into the prisons because honestly, you guys, like, I look at, I look at ladies, which is funny. We've spent a couple of <laughs> nights with Shantae, you know, gone to dinner and those kind of things, and. Like, I just don't know anything. You know, she says, I tell Rhonda all the time, like, we're the most unlikely pair she and I are. And I was like, Shonda, hey, you don't even know. Like, you and I are the most unlikely pair ever, like, ever. And but so I'm, like, learning so much about that everybody's all the same. Mm-hmm. The truth is everybody is all the same, whether you live in South Tulsa or whether you're making your bunk in a prison cell and we need to I mean we need to come alongside you and give people hope and I look at prisoners different like I told Shantae I said 
I don't, like, what do I call them? She said, you can call them ladies. I'm like, well, okay. I'll call them ladies then. Like, I don't, you know, why is that so, why would I call them anything different? I didn't know, should I call them an inmate? Should I call them a prisoner? She's like, you can call them ladies. We just, I look at at prisoners. I look at women that have been incarcerated. I didn't know one thing about that. And I'm ashamed of myself as somebody who wants to be a light bearer. I'm like, eh, you know. That's, that's over here. I don't know about that life. I don't get that life. And somebody else can do that. But I, I believe God's called us to come alongside you and help. Thank you. Thank so you so much. You tell, um, give us three things that we can do. And pray doesn't get to be one of them because we're going to do that. We're going to pray. What are some needs that need to be met? Well, this year my husband and I have just committed to partnering with Rhonda in a more um, specific way and he is helping her lead her board and get her finances um, organized and just get a better feel for what is happening in each home and um, so we can so we can get things subsidized subsidized for the home so definitely a financial need okay. is is certain okay. So we're going to put a link on the in the show notes where people can give. If you get confused and you don't know how to do that, you can give to Everyday and you can market his house. And we'll give every single solitary penny that anyone gives to Everyday for his house. Um, and that's to help pay the rent, the house payment, maybe put new windows in a home or new carpet or, or whatever that need looks like. That's a great need is financial partnership. Because... So I'm looking at this like the Lord is just kind of shoring things up because he has so much more to do. (laughs) So it's like, let's get this, you know, Brad and Eileen are going to help shore this up and get this figured out. I mean, I think Brad, that's his Mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, because God's got, is going to expand. And I believe Mm -hmm. that. So financially is a, is a huge way people can help. What's another way? The mentors. Okay. More ladies need mentors because whenever you're coming out of prison, no matter what back background you have, if you have some people that will come around you, um, that that will that is like golden. Yes. So would they do that, um, Rhonda, through Stand in the Gap? So do you? I love that all these different ministries are partnering together. Mm-hmm. So they live in his house. But then they are going to get a Stand in the Gap team put around them yes. from Stand in the Gap. And I think this is right. Do you have training every, what is it, the fourth Thursday of every month? Yes, and we have a luncheon coming up the 21st of February, February right. at Harvard Christian Church at 52nd okay. and Harvard, South right. Harvard. Which I love that because that's where I met you all. Mm-hmm. So funny thing, we go to this lunch and learn. Um, and, you know, I heard about, I was like, girls from Jeanette and Kelsey, I'm like, we're going to go to learn about Stand in the Gap. Somebody had said it's awesome. I'm like, okay, whatever it is, let's find out. We have our box lunch. I look down and on the flyer, like the big eight and a half by 11 flyer uh, booklet, there is Eileen's face. The only way I know Eileen is because she's a shopper and she likes to shop at our <laughs> store. And I'm like, you guys, what is Eileen's face doing on the picture? I mean, what, what's her picture doing on this brochure? 
And so then that's when I you both spoke that day. And so it makes me laugh because after you all told your story, I went up to you and I was like, oh my goodness, you know what? I loved your story. I want you to come and share it. And you guys both looked at me like, who are you? <laughs> I did. Sorry that we looked at you that way. No, and I said, oh, I know Eileen. I'll, I'll have her contact you. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then we just, that's how our relationship started. We just took off running mm-hmm. and I love it. You know what? We have amazing stories in our program. Uh, so yes. if any women's group, any church, anybody needs an amazing testimony, mm-hmm. Yes, we have them. Yes. This the testimony have. is beautiful, but I'll tell you what, we have some beautiful mm-hmm. testimonies oh. of God's restoration mm-hmm. and healing. We have stories of moms who God has saved and intervened and given them back their children. Now they're married, they're in the church, they're serving God, they're serving the community, and now they got new babies. walk Mm -hmm. with the Lord. That's what I I always Mm -hmm. tell Shantae, because clearly, I mean, you know, she was in prison for one of the worst things that you can be in prison for, and I look at her sometimes, I'm like, Shantae, were you like homeschooled? Because she just has this like sweet, now countenance, pure innocence, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, she don't... You know the Bible more than me. And I have a degree in religion. I have a degree in the Bible. And she knows the Word of God more than I do. And so, yes, testimonies, people need to hear the stories. And I wish we could share them all. Um, one last thing that they can do. we can They can help financially. They can volunteer with Stand in the Gap. And they can invite you to come in and share stories. Yes. Okay. Anything else? That's good. Okay. Come well, to Shebrews. Oh, she buy coffee. The last yes. thing you can do is buy, buy coffee. coffee. Okay, well, I want to read this passage. Um, this, The Lord just uh, spoke this to my heart, and I think this is so the three of you guys. And, oh, brother, hope I can read this. From now on, from this day forward, therefore we regard no one according to the flesh. We regard him this way no longer. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God. Who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, Shantae, Eileen, and Rhonda are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through them. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I have seen that in each one of your lives. You are the righteousness of God.
Well, we just wrapped a bow around these three stories called The Sovereignty of God. That's a pretty amazing bow that tied these three ladies together. God's plan is to set the prisoners free. And guys, He lets us get to be in on what He's doing. There are so many opportunities for you to be involved, for you to make a powerful, eternal difference. You can provide a bag of homemade cookies for Kairos Weekend. Shantae told me that when she was given her own personal bag of homemade cookies, she thought, wow, God must really love me if he had someone bake me my own cookies. And listen, that seems like no big deal to us, but God uses that to soften hearts and draw them to him. Can you bake a bag of cookies? Well, you can be involved in Kairos Weekend. All the information you need for His House Outreach Ministries, Stand in the Gap, and Kairos Prison Ministry is included in the show notes. Until next time, I want to encourage you, as I encourage myself, to radically obey our faithful God.